Can I have all y'all stand up? We want to welcome all our campuses and greet all the people in the military watching around the world online. God bless y'all. Let's give them a big hand out there. God bless you. Uh, I want to say a prayer for our uh, Jewish community here in San Diego and around the country for their loss yesterday. Uh, one woman was killed in Poway and several were shot and one was the rabbi who was going to lose his finger. But um, when he was shot, before they took him to the hospital, he gave a short message to his congregation. Uh, and he's from Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Go ahead, New York. That's my man right there. So, uh, amen. Let's give, them, let's give them a hand. We got to support them. Um, I, was, I did two news stations this morning and, and one of the, you know, of course, they asked, you know, what is my take on it? And I think we always have to be reminded that evil is real. Um, and for those who don't believe in the devil, especially when I'm talking on secular television, a lot of people think the devil's a myth and, you know, it's a, he's a cartoon character or some movie character. But think of the devil this way. The devil is intelligent, strategic evil. That's, what, that's, what, that's how you can think about it. Evil is very strategic and, and has intelligence. And God is more intelligent and more strategic and more loving. So we have to express the love of God to people. Uh, let me continue to encourage you to get to know people who aren't like you. People who don't believe what you believe. A different political stripe, a different religious stripe. They don't look, stripe, they don't look like you. Uh, expand your horizons and realize that uh, uh, God's love is powerful. But, but when we're just surrounded ourselves with people like us, uh, we have a very limited view of it. Can I get amen? amen. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Uh, thank you so much for your grace. We pray for the Jewish community. We pray for all religious communities, all the services this weekend and weekends to come. We know the devil is uh, going after the church and believers. Uh, but, Lord, we believe it's going to backfire. The people, more people are going to be committed and more people are going to come to church and start walking with God and fight evil with good. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Uh, before you, okay, we give the Lord a hand. Um, I want to challenge you today, and this is a standing challenge for every week, but specifically today, not to settle for what you believe about God. And what I mean by that is that you have a belief, you have information, you have a paradigm of what you, how you think God uh, is and how he loves you and how he will move through you and maybe how he won't move through you. That's for somebody else. I don't want you to settle for whatever you know today. Give yourself room and opportunity to learn more and to, and to receive more from God. Today we're going to be talking about baptism in the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about spiritual gifts. And whatever you thought you knew, I'm not saying it's not true. Just know that God has more. God is infinite. So you'll never exhaust everything about him. And so let him speak to you. Lord, I pray you prepare our hearts for more. Give us faith to trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, you better get ready for more. Okay, let's get our Bibles out on the count of three. Say word, one, two, <laughs> one, two. I'm not going to let you beat me now. One, two, three. Say word. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12. 
What I have in my hand is a wooden spoon. This is a pitcher of milk. And this is a plastic bottle of chocolate syrup, chocolate syrup. The spoon represents something that's going to stir. It doesn't represent anything really. This represents you. Don't get twisted with the color. It has nothing to do with color. It just happens to be milk. <laughs> he wrote a book on racism. Now he's going to black and white thing. <laughs> you need to get my book, The Third Option. It's another note, but this is, this is you. This chocolate represents the Holy Spirit that I'm going to pour in that milk. Okay? There are three baptisms in the Bible. One is the baptism uh, by the Holy Spirit into the church. So when you get saved, you get baptized into the church and the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. Do you see the chocolate, chocolate going into the milk? Do you see it? Yes, it's not a trick question. I'm not trying to trick you. I'm just trying to involve you. There's no um, hocus pocus. Do you see the, the dark chocolate, brown chocolate go into the milk? By the way, you might be able to see it sitting at the bottom there. See that? Everybody see that? Is the cameraman got it? There you go. And, and, and here's the white milk. Again, nothing racial about it. Just it is what it is. So this person has the Holy Spirit in it. They have been saved. They've been baptized into the body of Christ. First baptism. Second baptism is where the person gets baptized in the water. Water baptism. We have a water baptism today after the 12 o'clock service. If you want to get baptized today, come back. Well, I'm at church now. Go get something to eat and come back. <laughs> After 12 o'clock service, we're going to get water baptized. Then there's a third baptism, which I'm going to talk a little bit about today. It is the baptism by the Holy Spirit. This is of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ. Disciples baptize you in water. And Jesus baptized you in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit comes upon you. He told the disciples, do not do any ministry until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Do not do any ministry until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you or Jesus, when Jesus baptized you in the Holy Spirit, that's when you're going to be empowered to do the ministry. Because the ministry is not done by flesh, it's done by the Spirit of God. Are you following what I'm saying? So the first baptism is baptism into the church. Holy Spirit comes on you. I got the, I got the Holy Spirit. Old is gone, new has come. Spiritually, I may not have experience that newness yet, but positionally I am a Christian. Then I got baptized in water. I'm telling the world I am dedicating my life to Jesus. And then the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes. And this is what can happen over and over and over and over again. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.16, be ye baptized, be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. It is constant, constant, constant. And this is what happens when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that you already have that you already have, gets stirred up in you. Come on now. And then you get, you get it saturates your, your soul and your thinking and your actions. Are you following me? And then you become brown. I'm not saying that you can't become brown, but <laughs> I tricked you. <laughs> no. <laughs> then the Holy Spirit saturates you. It comes upon you. It fills you. It consumes you. It powers you. And it is one of the ways it is expressed. It's not in color. It's expressed through your gifts. <laughs> now, of course, it's expressed through love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, your character, the fruit of the spirit. That's how you are, but it's expressed in gifts. Your gifts are your supernatural abilities. <laughs> Graces of God. 
Gifts are graces of God, God's loving favor flowing through you. As a disciple, this is our last sermon in the series on discipleship called The Pursuit. Uh, the series is called The Pursuit. Today is called Samsonite, to be a Samsonite, because I'm going to talk about Samson. When the Spirit of God came upon Samson, he got power. And as a disciple, we are committed to demonstrating a spirit-filled expression of our gifts. As a disciple, you should not be just satisfied when I come to church, I get information. I want the Holy Spirit to express himself through me in power. I don't want to settle for him sitting here at the bottom and saying, I'm a Christian, so I'm going to heaven, so let me just wade out to my life. No, God, I want you to flow through me with power. Say power. Say power. Now, let me read some of the gifts to you. Some of the gifts. Uh, word of wisdom. God can give you a word of wisdom. This Holy Spirit can speak to you through wisdom. A word of knowledge. God can give you information you don't have. God can give you extra faith. He can pray for healing. He can give you a, a, the ability to heal. By the way, and we're going to pray for healing in, in a few minutes. I'm going to pray for some of y'all. Uh, I'm going to pray for healing. And whoever gets healed gets healed. But the ability to heal. The Holy Spirit does the healing. The person does not. Pray for miracles. You have the gift of miracles, the gift of prophecy, uh, distinguishing tongues and spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, teaching, exhortation, giving, leading, showing mercy, and things like these. The Spirit can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> Remember in the very beginning of our service, I said, I want, you just, I want you not to settle for what you know. It doesn't mean what you know is wrong. There's more. Whatever you know about God, you'll never know everything. So there's always more to learn. There's always a different perspective. Letter A in your notes. This may be something new for you to hear, something for you to process. If you have the spirit, you have all of the gifts. If someone says, what gifts do you have? Now, you could take a gifts test and say, well, I have the gift of evangelism, which I do, and, and, and the gift of exhortation. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's the only thing the Holy Spirit can do through your life. So if you have the Holy Spirit, you have all the gifts. That doesn't necessarily mean you are going to walk in and operate in all the gifts. It doesn't mean you're equally powerful in all the gifts. But listen, when the Holy Spirit comes in you, he doesn't leave anything behind. He brings everything he has. He's not like he's living in you and saying, oh, you want to pray for a miracle? Okay, hold on, let me go talk to the Heavenly Father. Hey, can you give me some miracle power? Because I didn't bring that when I, got, when this, when I came in this person. You have everything. Now, again, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're operating in all of them. You may, not be, you may not be operating in any gifts and think, God hasn't given me anything. It's not because he hasn't given it to you or it's not because it's not present in your life. It's that you haven't asked. You haven't leaned into it. You haven't pursued it. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 7. It says, there are a diversity of gifts, varieties of gifts. But the same spirit, the same spirit is never not all who he is. God is never partially God. God is never partially gifted, partially wise. He is all God all the time. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. All the time. So if you have him, everything present about who God is is in you. Verse 5, there are differences in ministries, same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. The manifestation of the Spirit, the expression of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. We'll talk more about that later. Chapter 12, verse 11. Look what it says in verse 11. 
But one and the same spirit works all these things. One and the same spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. In other words, the Holy Spirit, he has all the gifts because he is. He is the giver of the gifts. Now, he might distribute to you one. He might distribute to you another, another one. And you may say, Lord, I want to pursue another one, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And he says, okay, let's do that one too. You ask, the Bible says, if you ask, you shall be received. You may say, well, I don't believe that the Holy Spirit is going to bless me that way. Why? He loves you. And it's for the benefit of all of us. And so my challenge to you today, because we're going to pray at the end of the service, we're going to pray for three things. We're going to pray that you be baptized into the church. Some of you are going to get saved. Hopefully, we're going to pray that some of you decide to get baptized in water. And we're going to pray that some of you say, Lord, I want to be baptized in spirit. All that means is, Holy Spirit, fill me up. Holy Spirit, stir me up. Make me chocolate. <laughs> Come upon me. You lay out in the sun all week in Hawaii to get brown. Just let the Holy Spirit brown you out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let it be. Pursue the gifts. Pursue the gifts. Just start with one. You can take the gifts test on our website. Just start with one. Lord, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want the gift of evangelism. Just start with that one. I want the gift of giving. I want the gift of, I want to get the prophetic gift. I want to hear God's voice and how I, he speaks lovingly to people. Pro, prophecy is not tearing people down. It's building people up. Amen. It's not necessarily telling the future. It's telling people what God thinks about them and how much he loves them. Look at chapter 12, verse 31. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. It says, earnestly desire the best gifts. Everyone say desire. desire. You can choose to desire something. I, I, when I met my wife, I desired her. And then I stoked that desire. I fed that desire. I pursued, I followed that desire. I didn't go, eh, yeah, well, whatever. I was like, no, I want to know her. And then she didn't give me her number. Then I stalked her. It was a biblical, well, I wasn't saved, so it wasn't a biblical stalk. Let me go. First Corinthians, 4, 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Pursue love. Everyone say pursue. Pursue it. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Come on now. God wants to do something powerful in your life. 1 Corinthians 14, 39. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. Let all things be done, be done decently and in order. Come on, let's go. I want to speak to you. I want to, I want to encourage you. I want to lead people to the Lord through you. I want to heal people through you. Uh, two, three years ago, I decided from, there was a lot of uh, circumstances in my life that I'm going to get into because of time, that I wanted to pray for people to be healed and have, and like be able to heal people. Not me, the Holy Spirit. By the way, you don't ever do anything. In the supernatural, the Holy Spirit does it. What you do is you learn about it. So I wanted to learn, I wanted to learn to how to pray for healing. What does that mean? I wanted to learn, what does the Bible say about my ability to heal? God's Holy Spirit's ability to heal through me. I wanted to learn how do I ask for healing? I wanted to learn how do I prepare people's hearts to receive the healing? I wanted to learn what was the, to, to hear God's voice when he told me pray for healing here and pray for healing here. So that's my role was to learn about how to put myself in a position that the Holy Spirit can flow through me and heal. But he does the healing. And by the way, if I pray for someone and they don't get healed, I can't heal anyway. 
That was his decision. Are y'all following me? The Holy Spirit wants to, he, are y'all following me? The Holy Spirit wants to express himself through your life, but you have to continue to stir him. Now, what I'm going to do now is I want to pray for healing. Okay? So, if nobody gets healed, guess what? I'm good. I'm just going to go to the next point. Now, if you want something healed in yourself or someone you know, raise your hand. Okay, look at all the hands. Look at all the hands. So here's what we're going to do. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. I'm going to pray in a minute. And, and oh, you can put your hands down. I'm going to pray in a minute. And after I pray, if you're the person that wants healing in you and you can feel like whatever it is, like your knee hurts or your ankle hurts or you feel like you have a fever or whatever it is, I want you to test after I pray, did it go away? In other words, I'm not going to pray and just go on. I want to see if it happened. So that's how much how faith I have in God that he's going to do something now. And if he doesn't, it's okay. I'm not going to be embarrassed. And, and one of the reasons I'm challenging you, I'm going to show you how simple it is. And I'm going to show you how it ain't about you. So don't worry about it not happening. Are you following me? So I'm going to pray for you. And then I want you to go, yo. And then I'm going to have you wave your hand like this if you feel like you got healed. Are you following me? Now, you have to be saying, Lord, I, I, I believe that you can heal me. Some of you may, he ain't, ain't going to get healed. I ain't, ain't going to happen right now. I had a, a friend of mine who did that. He was going to church. And he was in another campus and he said that and God healed him anyway just to shut him up. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. If you feel like right now you've already been healed. I haven't prayed yet. But you've already been healed. The Holy Spirit said, I'm going to just do this before you pray because I don't want you to think you get credit. Anybody, if you feel right now, just jiggle whatever it is you got to jiggle. And if you feel like, whoa, it feels better, raise your hand and wave your hand. Look at it. He, look at all these hands. Look at all these people. Look at all these, now you, you, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not setting it up. Look at all these people's hands. Why is, that, why is that so cool? Because it ain't about me. They're already saying, Lord, heal me, Lord, heal me. And the Lord said, I can't wait for that fool to stop talking. Let me go heal them. <laughs> That's the cool thing about it. So, so, some of y'all think, well, he paid them. Did I pay y'all? I ain't paying people money to do this. I got free illustrations right now. I don't need to pay people. Okay. Bow your heads real quick. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you are the heal Holy Spirit. We pray that you are right now are moving around all our campuses online and people are getting healed right now. Pop, 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 pop. Whatever that means. There's no magic to pop, pop. I just said it. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would make your presence known in their life. That they would feel heat, peace, whatever it is that would happen. The tingling, that they would know something's happening in my body. And in their family who's not even here, that they would call them up at the service and realize that at 10.51 a.m. Sunday morning in California, they got healed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want you to jiggle what you got to jiggle. And if you feel like, hey, something got healed, I feel better, just wave your hand like this. Wave your hand like this. Come on, look at all these hands. Come on now. Come on now. Look at all these hands. Come on. All the way up on the top. All the way up on the top. And it was free. You don't got to take NyQuil. You don't got to go to the doctor. And you're like, did that really happen? Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit, so powerful. Do you think there's some technique to make a move? Uh-uh. It's your simple faith to ask. And let him do all the work. The power is not in what I say or you say. You can go up to someone and say, Lord, listen, people got healed for you and pray for them. Why? Because they, they I don't know what they did because I didn't talk to them, but I would imagine they were like, Lord, I, I could be healed. And the Holy Spirit says, sure. He's doing something in their life before they got here. 
So you have the ability to, to allow the Spirit of God to do through you whatever he wants to do. Stop telling yourself what you, he will never do to you or to you. But you got to stir it up. Let it, um, okay. Um, Samson. Let me just briefly give you Samson. The reason I picked Samson is because in this series, when we were reading through the Bible, we got to Judges. I was going to do Samson, but I was sick that day. So I wanted to come back to this message. And I want to keep to the story of Samson. Samson was a man who grew his hair. He was a Nazarite. And God told him, I'm going to give you power. He had supernatural power. And it's a very vivid, vivid picture of when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and turns you to another person. First Samuel 10, 6, our verse, then the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be turned and prophesy and be turned into another man, another woe man. Judges chapter 4, 14, verse 5 to 6, three verses we're going to read about being changed. It says, verses 5, now to his surprise, a young lion came out roaring against him and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat. The spirit of the Lord came upon him and gave him power. You know what's funny about this verse? He tore a lion as though it was a goat. Now, I, don't, I didn't know that tearing goats was easy. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I, I got, I, I'm stumped on that part, Okay. He tore a line. The Spirit of God came upon him and gave him power. Verse 19, Judges 14, 19, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. And he went down to Escalon and killed 30 men there and took their clothes and gave changes of clothing to those who explained the riddle. The Spirit of God came upon him. Chapter 15, verse 14 of Judges. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire and his bonds broke to loose his hands. When, when Samson, when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, he got physical power. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us, he gives us spiritual power. What does that look like? None of you are giftless. All of you have spiritual gifts. Supernatural graces that God wants to express himself through. So what is it? Now, you can go to our website and take a test and it will tell you probably the most likely one, but it doesn't limit what God can do in your life. I am now praying to uh, be a better prophet. And what that means is I want to hear God's voice on how he wants to express his love to people, not speak the future. So I'm like learning about, I'm reading about how do I hear God's voice? What does that look like? What do I pray when I'm speaking to somebody? What does his voice sound like? What are kinds of things he's going to say? And what are the kinds of things he won't say? So I'm learning about that. And guess what? It's working. God's revealing stuff to me a little bit every day. And he's telling me stuff that, that I wouldn't know. Why? I have the Spirit. He's in me. The Holy Spirit is in me saying, and I'm telling the Holy Spirit, think about this. Holy Spirit, you're in me. Can you speak to me prophetically about the people I'm talking to so I can speak your thoughts towards them? Can you imagine me saying that to God and God saying, no. Why would he say no? He's like, are you kidding me? Of course. And so now when I'm talking to people, he's like, okay, listen to my voice. Listen, listen, be patient. And because I'm a talker, I, you know, I, I got to shut my mouth even more. Right? Because I got to hear God. And so, so, so you have to say, Lord, if you're in me, stir my heart. Pursue just one gift. Learn about it. Look at number one in your notes. Father, give me a heart that desires the overflow of the Holy Spirit baptism every day. Oh, Lord, Lord, I want this. 
every day. Say Holy Spirit. Everyone say Holy Spirit. Fill me up. Um, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he told the disciples, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you receive power, but it's not just one time. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 18, do not be drunk with wine, but which is dissipation, but be filled, filled with the Holy Spirit. Same, different expressions, same meaning, filled with the Spirit. Spirit comes upon you, baptizing the Spirit. All the Spirit is saturating you like this chocolate in the milk and it oozes out of you. Now, if you are properly hydrated with water, you should give or take drink one ounce of water for every two pounds of your weight. In other words, if you weigh 100 pounds, you should drink 50 50 ounces of water. If you weigh 200 pounds, you should drink 100 ounces of water a day. Just average. And if you do that, you will be going to the bathroom all day long. Why? The water has to come out. If you get filled with the Holy Ghost, that bad boy's got to come out somehow. (laughs) And and guess what? He's going to come out. He's going to come out through your gifts. He's going to come out through your character. He's going to come out through fruit. He's got to come out. But if you walk around spiritually dry saying, oh, I can't wait to go back to church in two weeks and get some word. Oh, you're going to be dried up. Ain't nothing coming out of you but you. But if every day you're praying, Holy Spirit, come upon me. Holy Spirit, fill me. And by the way, all you have to do is ask. And, and, and if you ever get a chance, I was in South Africa uh, at a pastor's friend, a, a pastor's friend, a, 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 yeah, a pastor's friend's church, and we were talking about people who just pray for people, who just have an anointing. And he said to me, I will fly anywhere in the world to have a powerful man of God pray for me. Oh, Junior, if you ever have a chance for someone to pray for you, hey, listen, if you see me in the mall, if you see me in the movies, ask me to pray for you. Don't, don't, don't sweat. It, it may be short. Movie's getting ready to start. Bless them. I'm done, but that's good. <laughs> don't be asking for no full-on five-hour counseling because I got to watch the movie, okay? But listen, if you ever get a chance for someone to pray for you, pray for me. Anoint me. I'll pray for you in the middle of in and out right? Hey, hold up. My double-double, I'll tell you the rest of the order in a minute. Bam, okay? Number two. Holy Spirit, develop a heart that values building the church and expanding your kingdom. The gifts that God has given you are not for you only, they're for the church. It's not for you, for the church. Now, it's enjoyable, it blesses you, it's awesome. But God has not given me the gift of evangelism for me, I'm already saved. I don't evangelize myself. You think I get saved every day? He hasn't given me the gift of prophecy for me, even though he speaks to me about me. I go to other people and say, hey, give me a word. You give me a word. Doesn't mean he can't speak to me about me because he does, but, but I'm just saying, he's given me, he gives you your gifts for the good of the church. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. But the manifestation, the expression of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all of us. So if you do not seek the gifts, you are being selfish. You are holding God's blessing that he wants to express through you. You are holding it from everybody else. I was reading a book the other day about prophecy and the the guy who wrote it is a prophet. And he was talking about all the different kinds of ways people prophesy. Some people see images. Some people dream dreams. Yes, dream dreams. Uh, And and he said he he heard of 70-something different prophets, ways to prophesy. I was like, whoa. 
The other day, I spoke in Tampa yesterday, uh, today's Sunday, uh, Wednesday, no, Thursday. I spoke in Tampa Thursday, and the night before I spoke, I was praying for, and, and I was visualizing the crowd and praying, and, which I do all the time. I just kind of rehearse it in my mind, and what does the room look like so I can feel comfortable when I get up there. And I had this, this vision that somebody in the crowd, I'm in Tampa, someone in the crowd was going to say, I went to high school with you. I was like, yeah, and I was going to say, yeah, whatever. And then, because people come to me and say, hey, I know your brother. And I'm like, I don't know them from Adam. They saw him on Facebook and now they know him. And, and this guy came up to me and he says, hey, Miles. And I'm like, yo, what's up? I said, uh, what's your name? And I went to high school with him. <laughs> now, you may say, well, that's a coincidence. Okay. But if that's what happens every day where God starts telling you stuff, let me tell you something. You keep listening. That's how God is. He's going to give you a breadcrumb. Say, you're going to be faithful to that? You're going to trust that? You're going to trust that? And number three, created me a heart that is turned into another man or another woman. I don't want to be who I am. 1 Samuel 10, 6, the Lord, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy and be turned into another man. Let me, three things about uh, uh, Samson, then we're going to pray. It says in uh, Judges 16, Samson said, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, I shall be weak and be like any other man. Raise your hand, man or woman, if you just want to be like anybody else. I ain't think so. How many of y'all want to be turned into another person? Come on now, come on now. Judges 16, 11, he said to her, if they bind me securely with new ropes, had never been used, I shall be weak and be like any other man. Judges 16, 17, if they shave my head, then my strength down lead me and I shall be weak. And I'll be just like anybody other man. Boring. Some of y'all come to church and you go, I go to church, you know, and it's the same old thing. They do the altar call. He says the same altar call prayer every time. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, I just, it's just, that's not on me. Your boringness is on you. I'm not a boring brother. I have a whole lot of fun with me. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit's not boring. The Holy Spirit wants to do an amazing thing in your life. So I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Three baptisms. One, into the body of Christ, salvation. Two, water baptism, which we are going to do today after the 12 o'clock service. Please come back or just go get something to eat across the street, wherever you are, what campus you are, and then come back. And then Holy Spirit baptism, where the Holy Spirit comes upon you and fills you. Eyes closed, heads bowed, just by a show of hands. Eyes closed, heads bowed. If you're saying, you know what, I want the Holy Spirit to come upon me and fill me. Just raise your hand up really high. I want to just get you ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Put your hands down, please. Okay, I want you all to pray this prayer. One prayer, I'm going to encompass all three baptisms. Listen for your part. I want you to pray with me. In the privacy of your heart, pray, dear God, I want more of the Holy Spirit. I believe Jesus died, rose from the dead, went to heaven, and promised to send the Holy Spirit. I repent of my sin. I yield my life. And I ask in faith, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Come upon me, 
baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Luke 11, 9 to 13 says, and repeat it with me in your heart, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. To him who knocks, it will be open. If a son asks for bread from a father, who will give him a stone? If he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? If he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. So Holy Spirit, I ask, fill me, anoint me, come upon me, consume me. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer, because you want to be baptized into the body of Christ at salvation, or you want the Holy Spirit baptism. For whatever reason you prayed that prayer, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand up. God is going to take you on a new journey. And my challenge to you is that after you walk forward today and after you leave today, that you ask every day, baptize me afresh. So if you prayed that prayer, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand up. If you want your friend, your family member to stand with you, just tap them on the shoulder. One, two... Three, stand to your feet if you prayed that prayer. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.